0: A very warm welcome to you from Equa Marketing. This presentation is brought to you by Equa.com, a leader in digital marketing.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to another amazing episode of the Growing Dentist podcast show. This is Naren, your host, also the founder of Equa Marketing, a digital full-service marketing agency for dentists and other types of doctors in private practice. Welcome to the show, and as you all know, the purpose of this show is to help dentists in private practice create a bigger life, a bigger life for themselves, their families, their team members, and of course, their patients. How do they do that? They think about how to create more time, money, purpose, have more purpose, and have meaningful relationships. As you know, I bring in experts, people I respect. And today, I'm super excited to have with me Jen Butler, a dear friend who I have gotten to know over the last year, Someone who speaks the truth, someone who, who uh, doesn't sugarcoat, someone who tells it as it is, and I think it's very powerful because in the times that we live in today, when things are changing so fast, uh, kind of not being able to deal with the truth, look for the truth, and and act on the truth can be very debilitating. So having someone like Jen in your corner is very powerful. You know some of the challenges. That people are talking about these days, dentists that she works with on a day-in and day-out basis. So before we jump into our topic, I want to welcome Jen, and have her introduce herself. Jen, welcome to our show.
0: Thank you so much, Naren. I'm so happy to be back.
1: <laughs> Jen, I know you had already introduced um, introduced yourself to our listeners the last time you were here a few few months back, almost a year back. Um, Can you kind of, in a couple of minutes, tell your story? Who are you? What got you into dentistry? And uh, what do you like doing with uh, your dental clients?
0: Yeah, so I am CEO and founder of JB Partners. We are a comprehensive, full-service business coaching and consulting company. And we have six main services that we provide uh, dentists um, from business coaching, to in-office business practice management, to leadership, to stress management, to associate doctor training, um, mentorships. And um, we have a lot of online resources, a lot of online uh, um, downloads. But of course, we have um, our water cooler talk that we also um, provide to dentists, which is from Business Cupcake to Business Badass with Jen Butler. So I, got, I landed in dentistry about 10 years ago and fell in love with it. I, I didn't grow up in dentistry, meaning uh, I didn't start at the front or as a dental assistant and work my way through. Actually have spent the last 30 years in business, working with Fortune 100 companies, um, helping them make billions of dollars. That's with a B. Um, this is JB partners is the third company that I've started and grown to success. Uh, but I, I love dentistry. I never thought I'd see myself here. Um, but it's, it's where I landed and it's where I plan to retire. And, um, so I'm excited to talk about, um, our issues or, or the issues that you and I, um, chatted about. And and hopefully share some light with uh, your listeners today.
1: Absolutely, Jim. Um, before we jump into our topic of the of the day, which is you know uh, back to school, business is slow, and dentists are worried and so forth. Um, let's let's talk about why did you decide to you know retire in dentistry and stick with dentistry? What what is it about dentists? Or, dental practices or dental teams that kind of fascinated you given that you've been doing this for a long time you know uh, it's not easy to get your attention or get your passion
0: the one thing that i when i i was recruited into dentistry by a a large um, corporate dental space and in my years of working with them i learned that dental professionals and this is everyone from not just the dentists but every everyone who works in dentistry from a sales rep to the dentist to the owner to an assistant they all come from heart they all come from heart they lead with with a passion to change people's lives and That's my kind of people, um, passionately driven people who want to make a difference. And what I also came to realize is that dentistry is hard because your clientele doesn't want it. (laughs) You know, no, no no, no patient that I know of says, I want to go to the dentist, you know, um, patients make going to the dentist hard. It's not, it's, it's, not, um, it's not easy. And so for dental professionals, they have to want to work in this space. Um, they wake up every morning wanting to make that difference, but also having the courage to walk in that door, knowing that at least one patient is probably going to say, I hate coming to the dentist day in and day out. So after again, making large corporations, lots and lots and lots of money. And I realized for me, it wasn't about how much money I can help owner doctors make. And I, and I, make them lots of money. I help them set up profitable businesses, profitable practices. For me, it's about helping them live for their passion. Honestly, I just got a phone call this morning from a client who for half an hour just told me about how, um, and this, and this owner, doctor, he's out of Memphis, Tennessee. He allows me to share his name. Um, and he's out of Memphis, Tennessee, Dr. Wally, and he and he just told me this morning about how not only have we changed his practice and the people that work in the practice, but he's changed as a human being by working directly with me and with with JP partners. And that's what we do day in and day out. And that's that's what I get up every morning for.
1: That's powerful, right? At the end of the day we are human beings, whether you are a Consultant, business owner, or whether you are a dentist, practice owner, you're mm-hmm. all human beings. And uh, when we can evolve or grow as human beings and hopefully be of more service, more impactful to others, that's something we're going to remember when we die. You know, that extra $10,000, maybe you won't remember it, but we'll definitely remember touching the life of another human being. So I can Absolutely. see that, uh, Jen, that that kind of gets you up and gets you going.
0: Yes, it does. Every single morning, <laughs> even when the, even when times are tough. You know, as a business owner, kind of segueing into what, what you and I uh, are going to be talking about today. As a business owner, you're going to go through tough times. You're going to go through periods where revenue's down, production's down, collection's down. You're not pleasing people. And it just seems like are stacked against you and and in the face of all of that because that is normal while you are owning your own business all of that is normal it's going to happen how do you then continue to get up in the morning and walk through your doors of your office and um, I've got some clients right now that are finding it really difficult because they're coming off of August and September where numbers are down, you know, they, they have, they've been having a great year and things are, you know, they're, they're making money and, and life is better than they thought it could be. But now August and September has hit and it is bringing back memories of when times were tough of when they didn't have money and their fear is this is now their new normal that they're not going to be able to, um, uh, not go back, but move forward where October, November, December, those revenues. So I've got some clients that are wanting to do have knee jerk reactions to say, well, what was working for me, January through July, Oh, it must not be working anymore. So I've got to throw things out and I've got to change my process and systems and I've got to change my mark. I've got to change things because they are afraid that the, 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 you know, the rug has been pulled out from un- under them and they were just going on a wave of luck or something like that. And I want to tell your your listeners that if they are experiencing that same thing, if they're having, you know, if they were having great months, if they were are having great revenue production collections, the P&L is looking great with with profit margins, and August and September has hit, do not get a af- do not be afraid. Right. Don't be afraid. Yeah,
1: you bring up an excellent question. I know um, I was talking to a friend of mine. Uh, He was going through the the depression and uh, he had an insurance practice back then and then slowly he shifted to cash pay. So we all kind of go through the motions of I'm a dentist and I do X, Y, Z and what are the tactics and so forth. But what he shared with me that just jumped out at me is that when they were going through the worst recession, he didn't worry about the recession. He just asked a simple question, which is, can I discover 1,000 people or 2,000 people who value what I do, who value health, and can I be of great service to them,
0: mm.
1: right? And we kind of get so caught up in the noise of uh, what's happening in the world, and sometimes it's nothing to do with what's really happening. You know, maybe we see a plane crash, and now we feel sad. I remember, the, I don't know if you remember the Malaysian airline crash. I mean, CNN was showing that 24 seven for like 17 days or whatever. And I felt really down in those 17 days. And you know, I felt like, you know, you know, my, I have crashed. You know, we ta- kind of project these feelings out there, because it's from a, you know, whatever is happening in news or whatever, and then we personalize it. And then mm-hmm. that becomes the world we live in. Anyways, you you have a lot of experience. I just wanted to kind of throw that out there as, as a, as a stand-in or kind of a different point of view. So wh- tell me what's going on. Tell me what's happening. What, what's kind of the typical human emotion or reaction uh, when, quote-unquote, things are looking bad, at least in our own eyes?
0: Well, research, as you know, Naren, I'm heavily into <laughs> what's, what's referred to as the SMART field. And SMART's an acronym for Stress Management and Resiliency Training. I'm not calling myself smart, but uh, the smart field. And so I'm heavily into stress management and, and resiliency and how do we, how does a human, um, based on science, the mind, our perceptions, um, how do we overcome adversity? So studies actually show that when a person is, is walking down the road, and they perceive like a, um, someone walking towards them uh, and they have fear. They, they perceive that as a threat, right? So they cross the street because the strange person is kind of walking towards them and the body tells you, hey, you know, this doesn't look safe, get away, cross the street. That when our livelihood or our job when we perceive that to be at risk, we have the exact same reaction, get away, cross the street mm-hmm. and how debt and, and, and how that comes across in a dental practice for dentists is if they're watching their bank accounts um, or if they're watching their production numbers and, and all of a sudden in August they're doing 30, $40,000 less than what they did trending this year or even just the previous month automatically the brain without us recognizing it our brain goes this is a threat we need to do something you need to make a change you need to cross the street do something dramatic do do something drastic
1: so what and- you're saying is our mind kind of um it's is like our survival instinct it's like the line is chasing we try to you know run away and climb that tree because we feel by climbing that tree, somehow we are safe and that instinct that's kind of in us because I guess we evolved over thousands of years uh, makes us react the same way. There's a perceived quote-unquote threat like let's say you said, I look at the bank account and maybe the numbers uh, this month is not as used to, uh, high as it used to be. So So we tend to instead of looking at what's going on, we tend to I don't want to use the "run away," but kind of go somewhere else because we think somewhere else maybe there's safety.
0: Exactly, they either go somewhere else by um, by firing staff, hiring new staff, changing their marketing companies, um, changing their marketing tactics, um, blaming others. You know, I'll, I'll be honest. In August and September, I've been doing this now for a decade. August and September is the two months out of the year that our clients will blame us as consultants for why they're not successful. Right. And I'm sure that's true. And I taught, I have lots of other consultant friends, coaching friends, and it is the same core. It's the same experience for other coaches and consultants where if the numbers start to dip, there must be something to blame. There must be some, and it's easiest instead of, you know, pointing the finger at ourselves or whatever, it's always easiest to point your finger at your vendors, Right. whoever that vendor might be. And I'm sure you've, you've experienced that yourself. You know, you're not getting me the, my new patients have fallen off in September. You, your marketing company must not be working, you know, the way that it should be, or when really it's September, it's the highest cancellation and no-show rate in dentistry in September, because parents are getting... Colleges, students are going back to school. Parents are now just getting the school schedule. So what they thought would work six months ago, now they have a teacher meeting or now there's the soccer game or whatever. There's a lot of movement in September. Um, so, but instead of, of stepping back and taking a deep breath and being strategic about it, our stress response kicks in. And this is in our subconscious. It is part of our autonomic, nervous system, it's the same system that, that controls our heartbeats and our lungs to breathe and our kidneys to work. We absolutely have no control over our stress response. And as you said, thousands of years ago when we saw a lion or a saber tooth tiger running at us and we climbed the tree, that exact same response has not changed. It has not evolved. It is still there. But what is different, and study after study shows this, is that in our, in 20, in, in our modern day, in, the, in 2018, what we perceive as a threat, it's not the saber-toothed tiger anymore, it is the bank account. Right. Is, our bodies physiologically have the same reaction. And so we go into that fight-or-flight mode and freeze. There's that, they call it the fight-or-flight, but it's actually three, there are three responses, fight, flight, or freeze where we just do nothing. We, we just think we're stuck. We think we, you know, that's where people were like, how do people get hit by a car? They saw the car coming. It's because our, our, our brain paralyzes our body. But, um, so when we look at that bank account, we that stress response kicks in and then we, we do fight flight or freeze but all of those reactions or all of those responses are completely reactionary. Right. And if dentists give in to those, they're not being strategic, they're not being proactive, and they are allowing their fears to overcome them and overwhelm them. And then they start making decisions based out of fear, which fear is always illogical, which means ultimately then our decisions are illogical.
1: Right. Because when we freeze or when we fight, flight, or freeze, um, our creativity goes out the window. Our problem solving goes out the window. Our teamwork goes out the window because we are blaming somebody, right?
0: Absolutely. And not, uh, not only that, Naren, but there are physical changes that when our stress response kicks in, our, our, we actually lose tactile sensations in our fingers. Now think about this as a dentist. We lose tactile sensations in our fingers. We actually lose our peripheral vision. You, can, you don't see out of the corners of your eye. So we are only narrowed by, we, our, our vision is, is only uh, narrowed to what we see to, in a pinpoint straight ahead of us. So imagine as a dentist, you, you don't see out of the corners of your eyes. You have what's called foggy brain. People can Google it. It's called foggy brain. It's what happens when you have too much cortisol in your bloodstream that's going to your brain. It actually clouds your thinking because the the cortisol covers your synapses, so you don't think clearly. You lose tactile sensations in your fingers. What do you think a dentist is thinking when they have those symptoms? Oh my gosh, I'm I'm losing it. This is, you know, that even validates their fear, hurts their production more because they're not getting case acceptance or they're not diagnosing. So then that just, that, that hurts the revenue more, which validates their fear. And then all of a sudden now they get into this cycle, Right. the cycle of fear that they believe to be true. And it's not.
1: Right. So it's like they, they create this, um, this, this fear creates a kind of a, a small world for them, like a jail cell, you know, the small box. and Then of course they live into that fear. Of course they're not, Communicating the way they used to, they're not inspiring the team the, the way they used to. Of course, which means now their case acceptance goes down. So things that were perfect before, it's like I, I'm sure you could see this in baseball. Sometimes somebody has this bad rut where he can't seem to score anything for games after game after game, um, and, and it's, people stay in it. I'm sure you've heard of this. Heard of this, right? So, uh, or in any kind of foot, you know, any kind of sport, uh, they, they just get into this bad rut. And and like you said, they keep living into that uh, fear, that failure, which reinforces the fear, and just back back and forth. So, just so like the positive cycle, now you're living into this negative cycle.
0: Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I'm a Vikings fan, and this past Sunday was a perfect example of how fear can take over. Because if you watched the Minnesota Vikings kicker <laughs> miss a 38-yard field goal, that You know, he should have been able to hit as a high schooler um, because he has not made a field goal this year. So what do you think? You know, he's going into this 38-yarder that's supposed to be super, I mean, easy. It's right there. It's right there to win the game. But psychologically, there's no way he could have gotten out of his head. I mean, everyone, the media, the news, the sidelines, the coaches – he hasn't hit a field goal this year. He hasn't hit a field goal this year. He hasn't hit a field goal this year. He's got the, you know, he's got all this barrage of even from last week's game. You know, he hasn't hit a field goal this year. What's going on with the kicker? It's right. called a self-fulfilling it's not oh. a self-fulfilling prophecy. Honestly, that's that's what people believe it to be or yeah. that's what it's commonly called. It really is a self-fulfilling travesty. Right. Right. Because we believe the fears to be true, so we we actually because we believe them to be true, we, we um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sorry. Um, we act as if they are true.
1: Exactly. We act as if they are true. In other words, we expect it. I remember, like I used to play cricket. So as a child growing up playing cricket, I, I believe that I suck at cricket and I'm going to get bowled out. So I go in front of the bat. Uh, I don't know if anybody understands cricket, but...
0: It's a difficult game to understand, but, but people, I, I, having just done an, a, a cruise with international people, I learned more about cricket on my vacation than I thought I ever would, because boy, I didn't realize it was a very popular game abroad.
1: Oh, it is. Especially, you know, all these British colonies, you know.
0: Yes. So,
1: <laughs> it's, uh, so yeah, I mean, I expect to get bold. Bold means you get out, meaning you're, 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 you're and I expect it. And I'm afraid of it. So I'm expecting it. So what do I do? I defend from getting out. I'm not uh, creating. I'm not, uh, you know, going for the swings. I'm not, you know, in it. I'm just trying to protect myself from getting out and being exactly. laughed at. Exactly. i worried about being laughed at You know, than <laughs> doing anything else.
0: Right. So you don't, so either, well, swinging, like in baseball, you know, you go down, either you go down watching the pitch, yeah. Because you don't even bother to take a swing because you're so frozen. Right. You, or you overcorrect, you swing too hard, so you foul it off, you tip it off, right? That's again in the Vikings game, he kept overkicking, overcorrecting. You right. know, that's that fight response. Or the fleet response is, you know, you, you're timid, you 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 know, you're passive, you maybe crowd the plate a little bit more, or you step away from the from the plate a little bit more. So these are real things that happen to us as human beings, not just to dentists, right? But there are, there are tangible, strategic, proactive ways to overcome it. Right. The, we, the, the real, I'm sorry, the real sad thing is that when August and September comes, are those doctors that continue to believe their fear through October, November, December And then now, you know, and then into 2019, that, that would be the real travesty.
1: Right. Right. And then it translates into your team, right? They start living in fear also.
0: Yeah. They become timid. Right. And then then they also don't know what to expect. You know, one day, you know, the owner doctor comes in, okay, we're going to get this done. We're going to meet our goal today. And then the next day doctor comes in and just walks to, or she walks to her office and closes the door and hangs their head, you know, it the team is like, who's the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Who's coming in today? Are we working really hard or are we pleasing the patients? Are, what are we doing? They don't, they don't know what, they don't have direction. So the leadership goes out the window.
1: Right, right. And the opposite story is, I remember Napoleon. I mean, uh, the story where he supposedly burns all the boats and says, you know, let's fight. And, you know, he inspires this uh, tiny team of soldiers and he beats this massive, uh, uh you know i think it is the british that he beat but anyways uh
0: oh yeah please don't ask me about history <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah so i think it it becomes a, either a self-fulfilling travesty or a self-fulfilling prophecy on the positive side but here it's a travesty so let's talk about absolutely... something happens to you right i mean life happens like you said you know holidays people are not thinking about dentistry and then it goes down in august and then September comes along and they're slowly starting to get into it, but they still are busy with all the other parts of life, school and kids and the changes to their schedule and still things are not the way it used to be. Now the story builds up in a dentist mind. Oh man, I'm ruined. My life is finished. And uh, my practice is going down, down the hill. And then it becomes a self-fulfilling travesty. So what would you recommend? You work with doctors on, on uh, what you call SMART, right? The acronym Mm -hmm. you refer to. Uh, How would you respond?
0: The first thing, not even in stress management and resiliency, but also for your business, this is the number one key thing when you don't know what to do, do nothing. I'm going to say that again because it probably goes against what most people think they should do is when you don't know what to do, do nothing, meaning take a breath. Stand in the moment. Allow that, allow that stress response to calm down. See, when we feed into our stress response, either by what we think, because our, our thoughts actually is the number one way in which our stress response is triggered, right? Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's our intent, either intentional or unintentional thoughts, um, or by the environment around us. When we feed the stress response, that cortisol flowing, the, the symptoms of, of your stress response, and um, it actually stops us, it prevents us, not stops us, it prevents us from creating a strategic plan. It prevents us from critically thinking. It prevents us from, um, from, the ability to be proactive. So when you don't know what to do, do nothing in the moment. Just breathe, calm down, and maybe that's doing something, <laughs> actually. But by do nothing, I mean, don't make changes. Don't, don't be knee jerk. Um, if something has worked for you for eight months and it just hasn't worked for you for six weeks, let's give it a little bit more time before we use the evidence of six weeks. This is another thing that I don't understand sometimes with clients is they take six to eight weeks of, of like a downward trend or, or down numbers. And somehow those six to eight weeks invalidates eight months of progress, Right. eight months of what does work. Right. right. Um, but the very first thing to do really is when you don't know what to do, do nothing. Don't have those knee-jerk reactions. Just breathe, be calm, be true to yourself. That's number one. Keep I'm going. Sorry. Keep oh, going, yeah. number two, when you find your calm, and by calm, I don't mean that you don't have to, that you're stop being concerned or you're emotionless, but you're in a space where you feel as if you are not panic where you're not, oh, I'm firing this person, I'm hiring this person, I'm blaming this person, you know, that, that there's more of, of some neutrality to how you're approaching your day, right? You're just not experiencing those major highs and major lows.
1: Absolutely, and usually we make ourselves powerful when we are stressed, right? So for example, mm-hmm. we say something like, my business is down, but it's this other, other person's fault. But, you know, in other words, we use a but, and we usually point the finger somewhere and that again makes us powerless. So almost like what we do is the things that we were working for us. Now we start undermining the very things that start, that used to work for us because exactly. we have to respond and we have to respond in a way where we don't have to take responsibility. So we tend to put a butt and blame somebody. Now, if you were to say, and maybe your creativity will start focusing, you know, like, like, the best companies really really grew a lot during the recession i mean apple and all these companies i mean some people even say that's the best opportunity like when everybody else is panicking when everybody else is acting crazy that's the time to dig in and be calm and you know and and really take advantage of all this madness that's happening all around the world
0: Exactly. Look at main street or look at wall street. You know, people make more money, more people make more money when, when things are calm. Massive amounts of people lose money when there's erratic decisions. Right. Right. When the Dow going up and down and everyone is fearful. We are afraid, you know, Lehman Brothers closes, everyone's afraid. So they're all changing their money and they're moving their money because they're all afraid. Well, then the whole country lost, you know, went right. to a major recession. So there's, there's, and I loved your statement, S- stress is powerful and it is. Stress is always powerful. It can be powerful to your to your detriment or it can be powerful to your advantage. And what I guess, not, I guess I am on a mission. It is JB partners. Um, I started JB partners as a smart firm where we really were just going to focus hundred percent on stress management and resilience and training for dentistry. We've evolved over the last 10 years to include business coaching, business consulting, and and focusing on the business aspects of things because of the needs of our clients and needs of dentists out there. And um, you know, differentiating factor for me when I say business is um, we really work with clients on leveraging their P&L and how to grow their their business the practice management is a part of the business coaching and consulting so some people get, to get a little confused about that or some people call business coaching consulting when they really mean practice management we actually do we identify them as two separate things and we do both but um, so I originally started JP Partners as a smart firm, Stress Management and Resiliency Training, to, to get that message out that stress is powerful. There are thousands of books written about stress, and they all say the same thing. Stress is powerful. I love that statement that you said. But, and when people realize that stress can be powerful, and we can use it as an advantage. We can tap into it. It is a, it is, it is fusionable material that can provide s- significant amounts of positive energy in our life. Then we will have a a dentist will start seeing stress in their life in a very different way.
1: Right, right, absolutely, and I think. Um... A lot of these things you're describing, right? You know, this running to the, I mean, climbing the tree and kind of, you know, fight, flight or freeze. All of this is automatic. It's not proactive, thoughtful responses. This is just automatic subconscious reactions coming from thousands of years of evolution. So, um, and I think we have these stories, right? Like, for example, when things go wrong, we have the story that F is bad. We are told from the time we are children, hey, don't get an F. Mm -hmm. if it's bad, you know, but a lot of times opportunities are when things are not going right. And um, let me share a kind of a personal story. I was spending some time with my 12 year old the other day and uh, she had a physics uh, homework or science homework. She was studying about forces and um, she had to read three pages and answer three questions. And uh, she said, I didn't get it. Um, Can you explain this to me? I'm like, well, let's see what what we need to do. And uh, so she starts reading this. And I noticed she was skipping lines, you know, so she didn't understand the sentences and she just wanted to get through it. And she would first say, Oh, I don't want to read it out loud and this and that. I'm like, no, 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 you're going to read it out loud. And then you're going to explain to me or tell me in your own words, what the sentence means. But little by little, I started noticing what was really going on. She didn't understand the sentence. Of course, she had an excuse for that. Oh, I didn't know the word. So she didn't understand the paragraph. And of course, she didn't understand the three pages. And what we were doing in the past, because I guess we are in a hurry and we are also in the moment and she's upset and we are upset and we are responding to her upset and all that stuff. Um, What I used to do, I I, I guess, was to really not trying to figure out what's going on. What is that failure telling me? I was caught up in the story and caught up in the failure and giving her the shortcut, giving her the explanation. And she was becoming more powerless. So in that particular instance, it took us three hours and she was upset with me. She was pinching me because I was making her do things. She didn't want to do, you know, all that wonderful stuff. But through it oh, all...
0: being a parent.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah. don't, don't worry, it doesn't change. My kids are in their 20s and sometimes I still have to do the same thing. But anyway, please continue with your story.
1: <laughs> but through it all she realized that she can read a sentence, she can read a paragraph, she can understand it, she can get her own answers. Right? But the thing is, we, we don't look inside it. We run away from it, like you said, that fight, flight, or uh, uh, what's the third one you... Freeze. Use? Freeze. We don't step into it. Like you said, the stress or that problem can be a massive opportunity. But... We keep repeating that same mistake. We run away from it, fight, flight, or uh, freeze. And we miss it again and again. And we kind of make ourselves powerful, powerless again and again. Uh, so I, I thought it was an interesting example of, you know, um, really that's where the magic happens. As long as we tell ourselves that's where the magic is. It, you
0: you know? know, that is such a great it's a great story thank you for sharing but it's a great illustration of what i also heard in that is that her daughter was also doing it to herself because sure. she was she she was skipping lines you know it's not like someone was forcing her to skip the lines right you know she was skipping lines and it, and it re- and then of course she started making excuses so there's this there's a psychological theory called the theory of self deception which has been proven time and time and time again, um, where the brain can, and the human mind cannot see outside of itself. Meaning we do not recognize the lies we tell ourselves. We need someone else to hold up a mirror and, and show us the lies we tell ourselves or sit down next to us and say, uh okay read me this paragraph or read me this the the this sentence well no didn't you just realize you skipped a whole line no i didn't i read it you know and that's where it's no i read the whole thing no you didn't you skipped a sentence or you and and so this theory of self deception when it comes to the lies we tell ourselves that's one of the things that we we do it, it, here at jb partners is and and some cli- you know some clients or some doctors they they really want they really want someone just to come in or they really want to just work with vendors that are going to tell them superficial bullshit that they want to hear.
1: Right. That and to be honest, we were feeding into it because when she gets upset, we give her the, we explain it to her quote unquote. You know what I mean? Like, yes, exactly. Because <laughs> we don't want to go through the pain because it's easier to give her the answer than sit her and have a pinchy
0: for three hours. <laughs> That's right. You know, the, the path of least resistance, the brain is wired to, and again, all of this is Googleable, you know. If anyone is thinking, "Is the brain really wired to take the path of least resistance?" Yes, our brain is wired to take the path of least resistance. So, if it means giving your daughter the answer instead of having the three-hour argument and feeling, you know, whatever, that's where we give the answer, and that's what a lot of other vendors, uh, consultants, practice management. Um, People do is they give the doctors the answers. Well here at JP partners. We we won't we don't give the answers we sit down with you and we go line by line and help you face your own and we hold up the mirror and That's when I then get clients that call me like dr. Wally this morning saying I'm changed as a human being right and your daughter is now changed as a human being because you know, at 12, you know, the, the level of self-reflection. But I bet the next time she sits down and has three pages to read, she's going to read each sentence.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think now I got a lesson, you know, now I need to uh, do this again and again. So next time, because, you know, she's a child, she's going to go back to her old comfort zone, her old habits. So next time she comes to me, instead of giving her the quote unquote explanation, Let's read it together. Yeah, you're going to pitch me for three hours. That's okay, because I love you. So that's <laughs> fine. I'll deal with it. <laughs> you know? um,
0: but when it comes to, when it comes to a, an owner doctor, or it doesn't even have to be an owner doctor, when it comes to any dental professional that is looking at their quality of service or the production numbers or their failure rate or their case acceptance, you know, it doesn't have to be an owner doctor. But when you're a dental professional coming off of August and September, where you're feeling fearful and you're feeling and you're scared and you're looking at the numbers and, and your brain is telling you, this is now my quote unquote new normal, right? Oh, this is, you know, it's finally happening. I was just riding the wave of good luck for the last couple months, but now here's the crash. And, um, those, those, dental professionals listening to this know that what you're feeling is normal. What you're going through, you do not only in your business, but you, you do in, reg- in your regular life. Right. And And October doesn't have to look like this. And right. there is a way to... This is one of the things I tell docs all the time or I tell dental professionals. If you're not having a quote unquote successful month, change your definition of success. If you for the last eight months have been defining success by your production goals and meeting production goals in September, you're not meeting that production goal, change your definition of success for September. We are not defined by a singular metric or a singular point in time. Our lives are not defined by a single moment. Neither are our businesses. So redefine success. It's amazing how when you you open yourself up to all kinds of success. Like go read your Google reviews. Maybe you've had more positive five-star Google reviews in September than you ever had before. Go read all your great Google reviews or really pay attention to when the patients say, thank you. Or go have lunch with your staff and just talk about what's working. Actually ask your staff, what do we think is working in the business? start that conversation, have that define your success. And then rolling into October, November and December with positivity, hope, it's much easier. The fears wash away.
1: I mean, like I've had conversations with, uh, sometimes uh, my friends uh, who have spouses and if their story is my marriage is not working out I can promise you their marriage is not working out because they said so right so before you can transform your business and do something positive you have to get get out of the story of I got lucky and now my business is going down you have to get out of it because if you believe it it it's going to become true for you am I hearing you correctly Jen
0: Absolutely. It's almost as if it, when you say that, Naren, it's as if people write the end of the chap, the, the final chapter. Right. And, and the credits are rolling, but yet they haven't even taken the journey. Meaning like, oh, my, my practice is now, boy, my, my practice crashed. Uh, my practice is trending down. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're not going to bounce back from this. That's the last chapter, if you want it to be. Right. Or it can be the beginning. It can be the first chapter. Our practice is trending down. Chapter two, I met with my team to talk about what we can do in October to boost morale. Chapter three, I met with all of my vendors, my sales reps, my marketing person, my coach, my consultant to put together a strategic business plan. Chapter four, you know. Right. It can either be the last chapter or it can be the first chapter.
1: Right. Because I notice when people have kind of assumed it's the last chapter, every idea you share with them, oh, no, it won't work for me. No, 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 it's not going to work for me. No, 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 that's not going to work.
0: Exactly. It's almost like
1: you're having a very unproductive conversation. Oh, you know, I'm in Australia. You know what? Things don't work this way in Australia. You know, it's whatever. They always have a reason, a but as to why it won't work because they've already written the chapter. My marriage is not working out. My business is, you know, in trouble. Once they write that, once they think it's the last chapter, it becomes, you know, that last chapter, unfortunately.
0: And that actually is a a psychological survival mode for people. When you hear someone say well that won't you know when they give what what we kindly refer to here as bull, bullshit excuses um is or bs excuses when someone keeps giving you all those bs excuses oh it won't work because of this or won't work i tried that i tried that i did that once um you know whatever it is that litany the one question i always ask them is Why do you want that to be true? What benefit do you gain from that? And I make people answer that question because then they'll go, Oh, well, no, it's, I don't want it to be true. It just is true. No, 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 (laughs) no. We don't, we don't do things if we don't benefit from it. And I guarantee you, Naren, the number one answer that I've gotten when I, when I stay in that moment and I like a bone with a dog when I know I've asked the right question and I wait for an answer, an honest answer is it comes back to, I'm afraid that this really is true and that I'm going to fail. That even if I try again, I'm going to fail and I'm going to fail. That just, you know, almost they would rather get empathy and sympathy and bitch and complain and, and commiserate with other dentists or with other people to, you know, even like your friend with the bad marriage, you know, with 50% of the people being divorced, they're going to be able to find somebody to say, Oh, you want to know what you're right. That is a bad marriage. You should get out. Uh, They're going to find somebody who can validate their fear. And their, their, their lack of trying their path of least resistance, because unlike you and what you role modeled for your daughter, not a lot of people are all in, you know what I mean? Like not a lot of people are willing to do whatever it takes. There's not a lot. And those people that are willing to do whatever it takes, those are the ones we idolize sport. You brought up sports. Right. athletes they're willing to do whatever it takes get up in the morning uh you know workout celebrities businessmen with their businesses apple microsoft they are willing to do whatever it takes starbucks you know i actually am writing an article. i'm in the middle of doing research to write an article about those businesses that were on the brink of bankruptcy and then what did the what did those companies do to turn things around. So I've been doing some research about that and it, is, it has astonished me the number of such successful iconic companies and their journey. Right. The only difference between them and everybody else is that they didn't believe in the self-fulfilling travesty. They didn't give in to those fears. They right. are willing to do whatever it takes. And you were modeled that for your daughter when you said, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make sure that you come up with your own answer. Right. And it's the same. It's, the, you know, I just celebrated my 25th wedding anniversary. Marriage is hard. I'm the first one to say my marriage has not been easy. I'm very transparent about that. But the one thing that both my husband and I have agreed on is we are willing to do whatever it takes, whether that be, marriage counseling, more marriage counseling, spending money, fighting, uh, you know, w- whatever it took, we were willing to do it. And, and in business it needs to be the same thing. Are, you know, are people really willing to do whatever it takes? I'm sorry. I, go ahead.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I love to study people who have done interesting things in the world and Gandhi is one of my heroes. Mm. And, um, uh, what i got out of gandhi is he lived two things simultaneously truth and love and that's kind of what i try to do with my daughter i love my daughter deeply and i love everyone i work with my clients my team members but at the same time the truth is the truth the truth is Mm -hmm. you know she has some bad habits she was not understanding that sentence of course or you know reason was i didn't know the word whatever it is but it is the truth And it is going to be painful for her and painful for me to be with her in that moment when she's going through this and totally rewiring herself and literally trying to understand sentence by sentence without saying, Oh, you know, I didn't know this word or whatever the excuse is. So I think, I don't know. I feel a lot of problems. If you look at all these people who do wonderful things, I think they come from love and they come from truth. Like, you know, you mentioned you and your husband, you know, it is truth, you know? It is not easy, it's work. You know, it, it's not easy, it's hard. But it comes from love. You are committed to each other. So I really think if you apply that in everything you, you are looking at, failures become your best friends. Failures become opportunities as opposed to self-fulfilling, quote-unquote, travesties.
0: As, a, as I believe that, that's a core value of mine. And as my children were growing up, uh, little, uh, we ate dinner together every single night, whether it was 10 o'clock at night after baseball practice at McDonald's or, you know, a big, nice roast beef. Yeah. Like I cooked like that, but, um, (laughs) um, but anyway, you know, family dinners, we had them every single night around the, around the kitchen table. Um, that was a core value of ours as family. And, and the question I asked my children every single day of their life. And I still do is, how did you fail today? I never asked them, how did you succeed? Or what did you win? Or um, how did you feel good about today? I asked them how they failed. Right. Because... Oh, I could go on.
1: That's the, the next come, podcast. All the, is. Yeah, all the good things come... When you look inside that failure, when you look at it as an opportunity for
0: me. Absolutely. Failure is nothing but peeling back. Instead of us as business owners choosing to peel back the layers of onions of our business, failure is a gift from, the, from God, the universe, uh, you, know, the biz, you know, whoever, whatever is out there. It is a gift bestowed upon us that has pulled the layers back for us, for us to see as business owners, what actually our business is made of and what do we choose to keep and and what do we need to get rid of and, and what's working, what's not working and how can we reinvent ourselves? How can we evolve? Failure is not a destination. Again, it is just a singular point in time. It is it is not the final moment. It is it is an opportunity. And right. August and September is also an opportunity. Uh, I've got you know some great information on our website. I, I've talked about how to navigate August and September in a different way. Um, For dentists, you know, what you know, August and September should always be your frigation months, always be the months that you do training, always be the months that you schedule deep cleaning, or not deep cleaning for your patients because that's the naughty word, but deep cleaning of your office, you know, where if you need to shut down for a day to um, have your tiles steamed and your carpets cleaned and, you know, all this different kind of stuff, these are the months where you revamp, revitalize, reinvigorate. Um, while still producing but feeling successful in other ways to set up for the next 10 months? I mean, what other, what other company do, do we know of that really, if their goal is, if I have 10 great months out of the year and I just have two crappy months, isn't that a successful business?
1: Right. I'm, I'm a highly be-
0: successful business.
1: It's not crappy, right? You can retool, you can take a vacation, yeah. yeah, yeah. fun, it's up to you. How do you want to call it?
0: Exactly, exactly. It doesn't have to be crappy. Right. Redefine it. It can be, you know, August and September are not our our months that we define ourselves by production. August and September is the months we define ourselves by being, again, rejuvenated. Yeah. Uh, you know, reinvigorated, renewed, because we all took vacations, we, we cleaned the office, we changed out. I mean, that's where with your marketing, that's when every August or September, you should be doing new photo shoots for your staff for your marketing team and updating your websites and your contents and, and having those meetings like that, you know, those deep, those deep dive meetings with your vendors and, there are so many other ways to repurpose August and September um, but you've got to get out of that fear. You've got to not label August and September as the end of the book, as the end of the chapter. It's the beginning.
1: All right. I love it, Jen. I so much enjoy talking to you. I know your water coolers are amazing. Um, I got the opportunity to listen to a couple of them, and it's awesome. Uh, for those of us, I think Jen does it every Friday at uh, 10 a.m. Mountain's time because Jen lives in that time zone. So we have to adjust our calendars if you're on the East Coast or the Central time zone. So right now it's 1 p.m. East Coast. uh, And then I guess after the the daylight savings kick in, it's going to be 12 noon Eastern.
0: Uh, Yeah, we are. It's Arizona time because uh, we follow mountain standard all year round and not mountain daylight. It's, you know, basically the rest of the country revolves around Arizona. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly. So it's, uh, it's, I'm sorry, it's not mountain, it's Arizona standard time, right? Yeah,
0: it's uh, it's Arizona time.
1: Right. Perfect. So it's 10 10 10 a.m. Arizona time or 1 p.m. Eastern time. So please listen to it. You'll be hearing a lot more about it. And uh, Jen, what's your website? And what's your phone number? So if if I have a question, if I want to get that article you're talking about, is there somebody I can call?
0: Yes, absolutely. So our website is jenbutlerpartners.com. Don't forget the S, jenbutlerpartners.com. And you can email us directly at info at jenbutlerpartners.com or just call. Just call. I answer my own phone. Uh, 855-599-6030. 855-599-6030. Yep.
1: Perfect. Yeah, I know one thing about you, Jen, is you love talking to people. So I think there's no stupid question. There's no, <laughs> you know, uh, oh, I'm the only one who has this. Just talk to Jen. I think she, I know her, she will definitely spend the time. She needs to spend the time to help you out in whatever you're going through at that moment.
0: Absolutely. I don't charge for phone calls. I I, I believe that that is a, a mission of JB Partners. It's a core value of our business is that we... We are here to, to be a catalyst for change and to really help one another. Yeah,
1: truth and, and love. You, no, absolutely, no truth
0: and love, I love that.
1: <laughs> no love. bullshit, but That's shit, right. That is love, exactly. I
0: might, I might not say things that people like to hear, <laughs> uh, which is often the case, uh, but then once they, they sit with it a while, they realize it's exactly what they needed to hear.
1: And I love the name of your water cooler. What, what's the name again?
0: Uh, from cup, business cupcake to business badass.
1: Awesome. <laughs> That's you, Jen.
0: <laughs> Thanks.
1: Thank you, everyone, for listening. I really enjoyed our conversation today. If you love this podcast, please share it on social media. Net, you know, um, iTunes. Uh, you can write a review for us. Uh, you can, of course, share it on LinkedIn. You can share it on. Uh, Um, you know, um, Facebook, Instagram, you name it. Of course, write a review for us on Facebook. Uh, Please, please reach out to Jen. We'll include all of her contact information. Please listen to her water cooler sessions. Uh, She has been kind enough to do this on a weekly basis. you are going to be hearing a lot more about this in the coming months. Um, You know, I think you all need a little bit of truth and love in your practice because, you know, the world, if you look at it the right way, this is the best time to be alive. There's so much good things happening thanks to technology and thanks to all the wonderful things that's happening around us. The question is, are you willing to deal with it? Are you willing to deal with the truth? But at the same time, with that uh, hopefulness that, uh, you know, how can I make a difference for others' mindset, uh, including your, your patients, your teams? So thank you, Jen, for your time. And thank you, everyone, for listening.
0: Thanks, Naren.